0: This is a box Media
1: Podcast. Murder Was the Case is a free-form conversational podcast which makes educated speculations about criminal cases and human psychology based upon the information we have reviewed. The show is intended to entertain and educate our listeners with regard to criminal psychology and behavior. At no point should the content of Murder Was the Case, whether spoken by a host or guest, be misconstrued as a formal professional opinion or diagnosis, nor as a wholly accurate or complete account of any case. Any person discussed as a suspect or potential suspect is innocent unless a court of law determines otherwise. If you dig Murder Was the Case on Glassbox Media, follow us on Twitter or Instagram at MurderWTCase, or on TikTok at mwtc podcast
2: it was a repeat of this is just who she was this is what it was and case closed just like the case file was cold the way it was closed was cold it was all cold and it wasn't done properly and it wasn't done in a way where it gives my mom peace it was done in a way where it got my mom just all crazy again
1: this is the third and final part of my sit down with sonia ruiz mcgraw and dr peter Vronsky. Check out the first two parts if you have not yet. Wednesday, they announced the indictment. Friday, Connor is now calling me
0: that this is going to be made public in 20 minutes on their Facebook page. And so I'm begging him, don't just say where the body was found because journalists are going to track it down. He tells me all this. There are going to be no details or anything. And of course, it then goes public. On their Facebook page, not only are the things I asked him to remove, there's much more public information in there than there was. And he's got an award from some best detective of the year. And so now I got a call. I'm assuming he had called Sonia. I called Sonia that evening and it's news to her. Nobody called her. They just went made public. I think that's when I really started tightly working with you because the case got closed. It was over. But there was this still left, right? Like she's the granddaughter and it's not right. And we literally went to war with the DA, shaming them essentially into taking that post down, changing it. You know, that's how that press conference happened. It was not just Sonia's input, but Jennifer's input the previous year to just get out of Cottingham 9W. That Cottingham owed Jennifer in that one... Time they brought her in the way they should have brought Sonia in as well. 9W was the key for me to identify the victim here. Jennifer deserved as much credit as I did, and certainly as Sonia. And I guess they kind of tried to bribe me. I was going to be given credit. I took my name off unless Jennifer was included as well, and unless they could make this in a way an anonymous case. I mean, let the guy get his award. They don't have to know it was a 1970 case until Sonia talks to her mother, gets this done, and then let's have a press conference where we tell the story of who Lorraine Montalvo McGraw was. Sonia can come out and speak for her mother, for her family, for her grandmother. And this case gets closed with the dignity that Lorraine's loss of life deserves to be Told with. And that didn't happen. That didn't happen. And it still hasn't happened. Essentially, Sonia's persona non grata there, as I am. Cottingham, of course, went berserk. He had already confessed to another murder to me in writing that was in the same jurisdiction. And so now he wanted to, now to make that confession to Sonia and Jennifer together. And so that's how we ended up, the three of us sitting in that press conference in New York at the end of August. And we read what is might be his 14th Confirmed murder. All three of us read piece by piece into the record the confession that Coddingham makes to the murder of Lisa Thomas, which of course puts Rockland County in a bind. Because here he is almost explicitly confessing to a murder in a way that he was much more vague in the case of McGraw. Yet they closed McGraw, but now they're fighting on closing Lisa Thomas. Right. So guys, what's your pleasure? <laughs> you know, choose one or the other. Right? And in a way, I was almost afraid that I didn't want to, at one point with Lisa Thomas, I was worried that they would maybe say, well, let's not close McGraw now. But they can't do that anymore. That was in the back of my mind, a fear I had never brought up with you at that moment. What if we jinx out the closure of Lorraine's case? Because that's a dilemma for them to have accepted your case, Lorraine's case, on the evidence that they did, and hear Cottingham is giving them much more explicit information about what clearly, he doesn't say Lisa Thomas because he doesn't know, but he knows it's a Lisa, and he's describing the Lisa Thomas murder. And it's not like he's making this confession before what was done to Sonia. The confession is from February, going back to February, so he's not being motivated out of anger. His response is, well, first of all, he bans Conor Fitzgerald. Because right, Conor Fitzgerald already knew about the Lisa Thomas confession and was already talking to other jurisdictions, how he's now the new serial killer whisperer. He just closed the McGraw case all by himself. No mention of Sonia, never mind Jennifer Weiss, who really didn't have anything to do with Lorraine's case other than opening that single mind w And she should be credited for that, but no mention at all of all the other factors. And now he's closing Lisa Thomas. So right away, the first thing Cunningham did is, is I'm not talking to Lisa Thomas, get me the old Clarkstown detectives. And that's an American story of some counties, the district attorney's office and individual municipalities are, you know, some municipalities want to retain their own homicide investigations. They want Mm -hmm. them in a community. They don't want some huge bureaucracy that does exactly what happened here. They have to process like sausages these murder prosecutions and they lose touch with the community. So a smaller jurisdiction, it's much tighter. You're investigating the murder of your neighbor's family. And it's the case in Bergen County where you have, for example, a case ongoing right now in Fairlawn Fairlawn still have hung on to investigating their own murders, but they're dependent on the prosecutor's office to prosecute them. And so what I'm discovering is that prosecutors now hold that over independent jurisdictions. And that's the case there as well. So that Connor took this case to Rockland County, great. Lisa Thomas Clarkstown still hangs on to that. And so he might have been regarded as poaching in Clarkstown territory too. So all this, all these political issues, them fuck up a person who should have nothing to do with it, a family member, an actual prosecution, closure for other
1: people. I'm not surprised. I am. People make it about themselves, right?
0: I am. I think I had a more naive and more... You know, I always thought everybody was like the NYPD Cold Case Squad. And now the NYPD Cold Case Squad isn't that anymore either. So I've worked with cops for a long time. I've written about cops. I'm on that side. I'm not a cop critic, but I certainly have become one because I thought it was just one jurisdiction and then I see another.
2: I was surprised too. You know, I was surprised that Again, like I keep mentioning, because of the relationship, the friendship and the understanding I thought I developed with Connor, I didn't think that he would use this the way he would use this. And Richard liked Connor. Richard doesn't like a lot of people. Not that you'd probably want to be liked by him anyway, right? Being a serial killer. But to get what you need to get from Richard, you got to get him to like you. And he liked Connor all that time.
0: We all like Conor. I I still kind of like
2: him. I still kind of like him too, but I'm hurt. And I'm hurt at the end of the day because of the way he handled this. He handled it with just getting what he wanted, which again, that's fine. I don't mind anybody being rewarded or making anything for their work. That's totally fine. But the way it was just presented the announcement of my grandmother's closure was not really an announcement about her closure. It was more of an announcement about him getting an award for something. That's what that announcement was. Now it's bundled up with, all right, well, let's just throw this in there. So now once again, my grandmother's headless. Once again, she's got no face, no dignity, no say, no nothing. She was just a case file.
0: Just a mother prostitute who had an occupational risk and it didn't work out for her.
2: And for that is why I'm hurt and disappointed. And and to put the cherry on top. When Peter notified me that this was out there, I had already known that it was out there. Why? And I told Peter because my mom flipped out. My mom went ahead. The whole time she knew that something was going on and she knew that I was working with something, but I wasn't telling her exactly, exactly what I was doing, you know, for the fact that it would be very disturbing to her. So during that time, when Peter told me what was going on, I had already gotten wind from my mom. My mom was already flipping out on me about it. And Peter, I don't think you called me the same day. I think it was a couple of days later that happened on Friday. The announcement, Mm -hmm. I think we spoke like Monday or Tuesday. We spoke quickly, but I don't think it was the same day. But that weekend, my mom had already blurted out and Peter met my mom, not face to face, but he has met my mom. My mom doesn't like to be face to face. She'll go in another room and talk to you from there. So he met her face to face, so to speak, in that kind of way. Right. And so now he knows how she flips out and how she is very sick emotionally. And she was already flipping out on me like that that whole weekend. I didn't know why. And I thought she was taking things that I had already told her and compiling with other things. But she was like, no, no, I seen something. I seen something, this and this and that. And she was losing her mind. About how it was out there again and so incredibly hurt, screaming, crying for hours and hours. So when Peter contacted me, now I put two and two together that, okay, this is probably what she was talking about. She was talking about something real, something that was right now, something that I didn't know and wasn't prepared for. I was very angry with Connor, but I did not go after Connor right away. I waited. And I waited for like two and a half weeks. I waited. I held this in and I dealt with the aftermath of my mom all this time without saying anything to him because I wanted to see what Connor was going to do. He had given me the courtesy the first time back in May about, oh, well, I got to tell Sonia first and I got to tell her first before I tell anybody about what Richard told me. So why didn't he pursue it this time around? I have no idea. I have no idea why he did it the way he did it this time around, but it was sneaky and it was snaky and it was grimy the way he did it, because even before me, that was not the way it was supposed to be done. That was not the way Richard was ever handled. And also I had made a request to him, human being to human being.
0: He lied to me straight up this is not me. It's my bosses. And we kind of embarrassed him on that too. Because then his bosses would hear it blaming it on us. And it's a combination and of stupidity not... and ambition, the worst kind of combination you could have in anyone's career.
2: And so because I waited, and I didn't hear from him. So now I did contact him myself. I contacted him on a Friday morning. And I think it was actually since it was Friday, it was three weeks since the announcement. Three full weeks went by in which I did not hear nothing from him. And I contacted him. He didn't pick up. He called me back. He actually called me back. So I said, oh, he called me back. So I answered the phone. I'm like, what'd you do? He's silent. And, you know, I'm enraged. So now I scream at him and I'm like, what did you do? What the fuck did you do? I said to him like that. And you know what he did? He hung up on me. And that was my last interaction with Connor, the man who closed my grandmother's 50 year old cold case murder. And he has not called me back since to explain anything to me, to apologize to me, to do anything of the kind. See, this is why I make a big deal about that. I thought we had an understanding. This is why I repeated it and repeated it all throughout because at the end of the day, what he did, he shitted on all of that. Straight up, that's what he did. And he had no reason to do it. He could have at least called me back or explain to me, or calm down, or whatever, whatever, you know what I mean?
0: You tried to reach out to him a few I weeks did,
2: later. I did. How much longer after? Maybe a month after that had happened, I had reached out to him again, and I even texted him, so he has it in writing, of how upset he made me, of how upset my mother was over this, with the fact that it just, Came out just like that, and it was so sporadic and like, oh yeah, here we go. Just another award. And what does my grandmother get? What does my mother get? Shit. Do they get any recognition? Do they get any announcement? Do they get anything of the kind to show any human nature? No, it was a repeat of this is just who she was. This is what it was, and case closed. Just like the case file was cold, the way it was closed was cold, it was all cold. And it wasn't done properly and it wasn't done in a way where it gives my mom peace. It was done in a way where it got my mom just all crazy again. Just, and it got me all crazy again.
1: Revictimization.
2: That's right. Now it's in another way because I contacted him. I gave him the text message. I told him how it made me feel and still no reply. I reached out to the DA about the post. Peter helped me formulate a proper letter because really what I wanted to say was to go fuck yourself. But he helped me make a proper letter. OK, and I reached out to the D.A. I wrote to them. I gave them the phone calls to let them know so that they can hear me, hear my voice, hear that this is not bullshit. This is my life. This has affected my whole life. You don't understand like what you just did again. And I'm going to tell you, even the D.A. didn't respond back to me. Not even a we're in receipt of your letter. Nothing. They did not give me no type of response to my correspondence. When I wrote that letter, I did not tell the D.A. how Connor treated me. I defended Connor because Connor blamed it on them.
0: Exactly. You covered for Connor.
2: He said it was them that was pressuring him, that they're pressuring him to file the paperwork, that they're pressuring him to close it, that they're pressuring him to make the statement. So when I wrote to the D.A. and Peter coached me on the letter and saw my letter saw my finalized letter of what I sent out. And Peter saw that I did not say anything about Connor doing any type of misconduct or disrespecting me in any type of way. And actually I said, Connor was on board with with me. That's really what I said. So not only did I cover for him, but I extra doubly covered for him because I said something he actually didn't even do.
0: So now on top of this, I write the DA. Sonia appoints me as her counsel. So I write on her behalf to the DA. I find out the day belongs to this quasi-Masonic secret society, the Friendly Sons of St. Patrick, which I'm familiar with because of the Fenian movement. Yeah. So I sent him a copy of Ridgway, my book, asking him to respond to Sonia, to assist us in closing the case on the public record. And he responds to me. And he brushes me off, but I get a formal letter from... The DA's office with his signature, she gets bupkis. She's family. I'm some Irish guy. To me, they respond to the friendly sons of St. Patrick. To her, they tell her to fuck off.
1: What's the story here? Well, that was even before the betrayal. They were keeping her in the dark and responding to you. or Connor. No, that was after. after, uh, I'm saying Connor was.
2: Lee is right. That's right. That's right. When I was trying to contact Connor all summer long... And around September, that's when I confronted you and I said, have you heard from this guy? And yep. then that's when you were trying to make contact. And then that's when we found out he changed his number and blah, 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 blah. Yes, Lee is oh, right. That's right. the
0: credit of the DA. They he was did...
2: dodging me already from before. He was dodging me from before.
0: They did take down. They changed the amounts. OK, so they took down some of the things that. Something well, I had that.
2: asked them to take it down. In my yeah. letter, I had asked them to fully remove everything and to take it fully down. But they Which did they not didn't. take it down. They altered it. Yes, they altered it. So was of bullshitting? Because uh-huh. that post was altered fairly quickly. So they didn't respond to me. But they certainly got my letter because the post was altered like the next day or two days later.
0: That's right. That's and so right. who's
2: in control of that?
0: Obviously, uh, probably Connor, (laughs) you know, because obviously we ruined his vacation. The guy was on vacation, right? Oh, he was on
2: vacation at the time that I called him and cursed him out. But I didn't know that he was on vacation. I just called him on a random morning because I couldn't fucking take it anymore. I couldn't believe that three whole weeks that went by and he didn't say not a damn thing.
0: There was a point I was telling you. I remember I was saying, Well, let Connor, he'll call you. Maybe he's busy on the case. Like we wanted believe. to give, remember? I wanted
2: to give him a chance. That's right. Yeah. I wanted to give even though he made that post and he did it in the way he did it, and he did it without any regard from my mom's. Mental well being and physical well being because her mental affects her physical. She's not in good shape. That's why she hides whenever she's talking to somebody because she's not in good shape. And I cried to this guy. I cried to this guy. I told him, You have to be my friend in this. I don't have the support system. You have to be my friend in this. You have to help me advocate for Lorraine. And he say, yeah, 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 yeah. And then all the way to the end. Now go fuck yourself. Next. Next. Okay, close. Next. That's what it was like. Next. Mm-hmm. He might even be the real serial killer, okay? Making me feel safe with him and all this type of shit and then going behind my back, okay?
1: But you and Peter might have the last say after all because you're working on the American Werewolf Project and that is going to reach the most people if it gets off and going. So... If they're not responding to you now and they're not apologizing, they better do it before that show hits. Because I don't imagine you're going to be quiet about this. But we get the last word.
2: No, that's right. I'm no. not. again it ain't over. I wouldn't have a problem with him getting any sort of attention for what he's done if he had honored me and honored our relationship while doing that.
0: You he didn't, didn't honor Lorraine. You didn't honor that's Lorraine. Great. You can always say I closed the case and I used Sonia for whatever I had to do to close Lorraine's case. And that's often how people do evil because they have a good reason to do it. And so you're right. just casualty in this, but he can go sleep at night because he did what he had to do to close Lorraine's case that will always comfort him
2: and I went through a lot you know talking to Richard the letters that I wrote to him I really poured my heart out into those letters I cried a couple of times writing those letters it was an emotional roller coaster for me to have to do what I had to do which it's fine it's it it was my choice to do it and I wanted to do it but his heart was not in this Connor's heart was not in this. The DA's heart was not in this.
0: And you know, Sonia, what's frustrating is that it wasn't a big deal, really, what you wanted. That's the thing, that it wasn't right. something very hard.
2: It wasn't a big deal. It was
0: impossible that you were wanting. It, it was an easy thing to do. It was not a hard, complicated thing to do. The only conclusion I have that this was about just credit. Of course it was. Yeah. It is what it seems. But I can't believe a
1: police officer would worry about credit over doing something easy for her. I don't even right? think it's a cop problem. I think it's a human problem. Yeah, it's a human problem. I mean, uh, you establish established a friendship with this guy. How many friends have betrayed you? I lost yeah. count of the amount of right. friends that have betrayed me. Yeah, we all get betrayed. Yeah, first. And usually the person who betrays you is the one who's closest yeah. to you. That's how it's supposed to work. I think the comment at the end of life, it's Chinatown, Jake. That's the it's ending. It's Chinatown. Right.
2: You make a good point, Lee, with that, because in having this experience, there was another victim family member that contacted Peter after this whole ordeal came about. And it's come to my attention that this is a thing. A lot of police departments do this because it's their job and it's about the job and it's about rivalry. They use these situations as pawns in their argument and so there's a disconnect they don't have the connection with the victims that they want to portray that they have Connor portrayed that he had a connection with me and that he was part of my support system and that he was going to follow through with this no matter what it took Those are his words that he was going to follow through with this to the end. He actually he even told me when he said he wanted to do the exceptional closure. He told me, he said, just because I do the exceptional closure, I'm still going to help you do whatever it is you want to do. He said, if there's anything you still want me to ask Richard or you still want to do with Richard, I'm still going to help you do those things. Yes, he did. I think maybe I didn't tell Peter that he made that comment to me. That's the first time I'm hearing that. But he did make that comment to me. Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. Yes, he did. He told me in person and he told me over the phone 10 days later after I called him when I saw him in May. Like I said earlier, the 10 days, I called him a week or two weeks later. He told me that over the phone as well. Yes, he did.
1: You're going to get the last word. So let's talk about what American Werewolf is. We know it's a TV project. The two of you are working on it. We have a project. We placed it with
0: a large company in development. Nobody knows what it's going to be. The idea right now is that there are other people in a similar situation as Sonia found herself, as Jennifer found herself.
2: There was another person that contacted you, right? Another victim family member that contacted Peter and was expressing that she was also having trouble with the police department that was handling her case as well putting things off, arguing with other police departments. No, it's my cases that go first. No, it's my cases that go first. And then that's because- more than
0: one, Sonia. I've got a
1: number. I've because- got at least half a dozen meet like someone that. someone like that every two weeks. Yeah. A-, a family member who's enraged at the police.
2: Oh, really? And-
1: yeah. Because I have a podcast called Citizen Detective. We do it live every second Tuesday and we try and get uh, victims, family members on. And, you know, we don't look for people that are outraged with the police, but that's typically what we find.
2: Oh, wow. And that's what I'm saying. When Peter started getting these phone calls, like from this other person, and when she was describing her story, that's when it dawned on me. I'm like, oh my God, you know, this is like, this is a thing that the police do. They use these situations to fight amongst each other and to use it against each other. Well, if my case can't get closed first, then we're going to stand in your way somehow for your cases to get closed. But meanwhile, it has nothing to do with the police. It has to do with people with real lives that are waiting for answers. And they're waiting and they're waiting and they're waiting. And there's also been stories, which Peter can elaborate on, of other victim family members that died. Waiting. Before they got their answers.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So now the person that's waiting for the answer, now there's a chance that something can happen to them. Now they die. So now how'd they die? Now they died. Waiting, waiting, waiting over your bullshit.
0: And it's partly about money. You build up those closures. Next year, when you have budget appropriations, you get an extra budget. You have more closures on the record. And so in a way, fuck the other jurisdictions. We got to keep our closures going. And so never mind other jurisdictions, we got a budget we have to fill next year. So the more successful closures we have, the bigger will be our budget. And then we'll be able to help more people. Once again, nobody does evil saying I'm doing evil. It's always a good reason. I'm improving the human race, so let's kill 11 million
1: subhumans, all right? The more bureaucratic distance you create from something, too, the more you just see it as a number to be moved around. Like, I know a guy, his sister and her lover, they're lesbians, were murdered in the 80s colonial parkway first murder double murder the fbi got it because it was on federal land and so the myth is well that's in good hands and that's the opposite of true that's like the worst thing that can possibly happen to you and so the fbi yeah because they don't even really work on homicide right they don't do homicide no they don't they advertise that they do but that's not even really true anymore because after 9-11 they defunded the whole behavioral analysis thing so all the funding goes to terrorism terrorism. Mm -hmm. so this agency that doesn't work homicides it's got his never sister's case yeah, never and did. they're not going to give it away because they're never going to say the fbi couldn't get their man. right maybe these people could right. because it's bad look for the bureau right and so and, they'll hang on to it and there's all these things that can be done in the case you know with mvac testing and there's leads and it's just quiet because you're right at the end of the day the institutions care more about themselves than they do about the people they're serving. And I think that's the same for medicine. I think it's the same for law. I think it's the same for a law. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. this doesn't make it okay. I know the police typically back each other up with things, but I didn't think that it was such to like a ridiculous level. I have no gripes with the police whatsoever. I have nothing against the police at all. So for them to do this to little old me, I want to say, they'll just do it to anybody.
0: You got a good friend who's an FBI agent. I assume that you feel all cops are like your friend, right?
2: That's true. That's an interesting dynamic. I struggle with that, and I also worry about: is he going to become like them,
0: or is he like that with the people he has to deal with? Right. You know, he really is your friend.
2: Yes. Okay. Yes. He really is my but, friend. But is right. he cornering? Yeah. There's mm-hmm.
1: also things like confidentiality clauses in you know employment contracts, that sort of thing. There's the fact that okay, everyone might have dirt on each other to some extent, right? So it's like, well, you can go against the team here, but we know what happened Mm. in 2017, right? And that would be a shame if that got out. We don't know all of the different power mechanisms that are in play at any given time. Mm -hmm.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting to see how it's just a job. It's just a job. And the job is part of their drama, Like they have drama. It's little kid drama between police departments. If they were really in the business to help people and want to bring people peace, there would be no argument. In fact, it would be the opposite. It'd be like, okay, you go. So now we can go. And now this is all going to work out now for everybody. No, but it's just like, I don't know. It's a race to the finish line. And then the finish line isn't even what it's supposed to be.
1: Yeah, it's getting moved on you. I think we'd be horrified if we saw how much these little kid games play out in the most important areas of mankind happening in the Pentagon and in uh, Putin's circle. (laughs) That's, that's, That's what's going on.
2: Everybody is looking to hide something. It's really terrible. And they'll use whatever they have to do that. Being that this all started coming out, that's when we came up with the concept of maybe there's Well, I mean, you confirmed it, you know, you've been doing this already for a while, Lee. And so you confirmed it. There's so many other people out there that are getting screwed by the police.
0: And some are fighting, right? We'll give them the expertise. We'll get the expertise. We'll get a lawyer to help them. Mm -hmm.
2: They need a voice. They need a support system. There's probably people out there that are experiencing what I'm experiencing as far as nobody's giving them the support. Or maybe they have the family that's telling them, no, don't do this. Don't open this up. Don't dig this up. But this isn't about any of that. This is about giving Lorraine and other victims a voice. That's what this is about. She died 50 years ago. And nobody bothered to pursue anything. Nobody bothered to try to represent her. Nobody bothered to try to give her life value. And actually, there's people out there that don't want her to be talked about at all. And that is so terrible. And it's so hurtful as the granddaughter that your own family would be like, no, don't talk about this. That's it. She's dead. She's gone. You know, I had a family member say to me, maybe two or three, say to me, because of what Lorraine was doing, this was expected, and that is so terrible. And you know what? Maybe it was expected. Maybe yes. Maybe when you're an addict and you're an alcoholic and you're a prostitute and you run the street at night, then yes, it's expected that something bad may happen to you. That- if you're
0: poor, if you're living in a yes. city, if you're homeless, right. if you're gay, that's if you're right. Just yes, that's not- right.
2: All these other things that I didn't touch on. That's right. That's right. But that doesn't mean that they were worthless. It doesn't mean that they're nothing. And that's why I did what I did. And that's why I went through staying up late at night writing to this fucking guy. And that's why I was willing to be faced with him. And I'm still willing to be faced with him. And I'm still going to see him. I'm still going to see him even after all of this.
0: I hope that's going to happen soon. We're working on that. You know that, Sonia. They put in the request for a media visit. If it gets approved, we hope we're going to bring you down there before December 16th, we're hoping. They're ready. They'll commit to that. Yeah, that's that's right. still lot of a is- question that it may happen soon.
2: Yes, that's right. And if there's anybody else out there that is going through this, then they should be encouraged to pursue it. And if there's a way that we can help them. That's the whole idea behind our concept is to help the people that are not being helped by the people that are supposed to help them. Yes. And now we got to show them how they can help themselves. And if they need the guidance and they need to be coached and they need to know how to do this, maybe there's other people that are out there that want to talk to their that that have their own serial killer and they want to talk to their serial killer.
0: How much easier it would have been if we had lawyers and we didn't have to do all this ourselves. So a network show can afford these things so we can arm people in that way with that expertise. So expertise costs money. And it's about money. In the end, it's all about money. It's always about money.
2: I want to use this situation to help other people. I want to use this situation to bring peace to other people, whether that means Richard's victims or somebody else's victims. There's other people out there that are wondering what they should do, how they should handle bringing justice to their family or their friend or their lover. That's the whole idea behind this, helping those that can't help themselves and helping those that are supposed to be helped by those that are not helping them, whether that means the police, whether that means their family, whether that means their friends. We could be your family. We could be your friends. We can help you through that journey. That's the whole concept behind that.
1: Okay. Well, I think that that's a good place to end because what I will commit to do is when I come across people like that, I will send them your way. And if anyone listening to this knows someone like that, or perhaps you are someone like that, you know where to get in touch with me and I'll pass you on to Peter and Sonia. So yeah, it sounds like a good show. Can't wait to see it.
2: Wonderful. That so was a quick
1: you. hour, eh, Sonia? <laughs> Thank you
2: so much for your support, Lee. That's very nice that you were doing that already. I had no idea. So I'll definitely be listening to your show.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe we can get you on it. I'll talk to them. It could be a bit of a different twist. Oh, yeah. But, yeah.
2: Yeah. That would be great. I'll definitely go on it.
1: Or maybe we just do something on some of the outstanding Cottingham murders potentially. Yeah. And then you both could be guests on there. Yeah. My condolences for what you've had to go through, both with the Death of your grandmother, but also with the way that you've been treated. But I really admire you. It's like a story out of a film, and you seem like a very tenacious person. You're very smart. And it was heartening actually to hear it that someone is really fighting that hard for someone that you didn't even know, not personally.
0: You're a hero, Sonia, for this. I mean, you really are. You're a hero.
1: I know you don't feel it, but you are.
2: Well, you've been the only one to tell me that. (laughs) So thanks. Someone
1: has to be a hero, right? In the story.
2: Oh, it's me. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Well, it's you. Okay. Lovely to meet you. Closing down The Murder Was the Case. Dive bar, everyone. Goodbye.
2: This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.